0: Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski.
1: Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe, I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm joined here with Sam Ziggy Rodriguez. That's me! I'm so glad you're here, and unfortunately we don't have (laughs) Tom Dorian today. We don't. He went to a fantasy convention, I hear. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, but it's a it's like a comic convention, but it's only focused on Richie Rich comics. So I don't know he what he loves the, that yeah, stuff. Absolutely. Even though he's not rich. Well, no, no, but he's
0: a big fan of the wealth and health and wealth gospel. I'm just kidding. He is, no, he's no, no, he's not. He is not. He is not a fan of the health and wealth gospel. He, uh,
1: that should have been bleeped. Maybe EWTN <laughs> will bleep that because that's not true. But all that right. aside, we do have a good stand in here. We have a great guest. who He's actually been with us before. Uh, we talked about superheroes, I believe, and we talked about Star Wars Rogue One. I think we talked about that here. This is a Joe Thorderson. It's so great to have you here, Joe.
2: Hey, thanks, guys. And you tricked me, Deacon Jeff. You said that Tom was going to be here because I was looking forward to the deer in the headlights as we're talking about Frodo. And <laughs> yes, exactly. Lo- you know, just <laughs> looking dead and not not. not he says, "Is there something wrong with my said? hair?"
1: You know, Frodo. <laughs> right. Uh, no, so. but but uh, but I, I just want to tell the folks. Uh, listening that uh, Joe's involved in a whole bunch of cool projects. He uh, does something uh, called Geek Tank Radio, um, and if you're interested, what well, tell us what what is that about?
2: It's it's just talk radio for geeks, superheroes, science fiction, fantasy. We even delve into real science and you know gaming, family friendly, and it's uh, it's on ninety eight one FM, uh, the Max. Yeah, they're in, in Memphis, so. Memphis, so
1: if you want to find more about that, you just Uh, Google 98.1 FM Memphis and you will find uh you're probably uh, like uh, some archived or whatever they can hear shows or they could hear it live yeah uh, go to s-
2: go to spotify just go beast oh, tank radio
1: that's right and then it, also you have tool talk radio now mm-hmm. what is tool talk about
2: um you've heard of car talk yeah uh, well we rip them off we're okay. just home. <laughs> uh, we're just because i mean you can't do better than click and clack so yeah we,
1: the we, we, brothers
2: so my buddy alan Gilbert and i we we host uh, on saturday mornings you can call in it's live we we, we do we do uh Home Improvement, but we put a funny twist on it. There you go. We're trying to live like,
1: up to the But that's on 98.9 FM.
2: Yeah, it's I, right across the hall from 98.1. It's a cumulus yeah. station, so we're a sister station. It's
1: actually .8 across the hall, right? Is it? It's 98.1 and ninety point nine? Yeah, so, I guess literally, so. Literally, if I was being, you know... Yeah, Techno- you're hurting
2: my brain. <laughs> yeah, but,
1: but you know what? So, Geek Tank Radio and Tool Talk Radio are both. You just go to Spotify. Just go to Spotify. And you will find them. Uh, also, you you run, uh, for the past 12 years, Memphis Comic and Fantasy Convention.
2: That's right. You know, I'm a big geek, and uh, and which is why I'm here today. That's right. But um, I, I think that the uh, superhero, science fiction, and fantasy genres are great for, you know, one thing as well, Deacon Jeff, I'm a big supporter of the arts, and I found that it's a great vehicle to get young people excited about yes. art and storytelling, and uh, so uh, Geek 101 are these field trips that we I do. I think
1: one of the shows we talked about, like, yeah. just having superheroes again, just right. having, why that's so awesome for these kids to be raised in that culture, Yeah, because we're kind of running out of superheroes yeah, in our so, world. So yeah. that was
2: actually the first idea. Then I built a convention around it. So there we, you go. It's our. It's a, it's a great event. It's coming up November 18th through 20th here in Memphis. And it's family-friendly. And we make the tickets affordable. So, you know, awesome. flying from California and come to our convention. Yeah, so. it's ex-
1: that sounds exciting. And it sounds like you're doing what you love. And that's also a double bonus. Makes it easier. When you do that. Exactly right. But when We also found out that you're a, a real a sort of local token expert no i'm not Don't. yes you are because all that. my
2: token friends are gonna yeah i know oh, you're enough a, well
1: deacon you Jeff. but if we if we if we just admit that you just admitted that you rip off other
2: people <laughs> oh yeah so you're
1: ripping off the Tolkien people right yeah so yeah. that's good that's fine that's well
2: they're hardcore deacon jet they, you know i'm not gonna be that guy that's gonna go on page 248 when no, frodo said you know i'll I can't ask do you that. some questions okay
1: and i'm, I'm someone who've who never read the books Oh right, okay. and I never read the books. They didn't have pictures in them, so it was okay. really not something that was exciting to me. And and plus, they were thick, and they were they were too thick for me. So they're, they're like long. little like Encyclopedia Brown stories, you know, in Scholastic Book Club. Those were my stories.
0: But he does have a photographic memory, so he just kind of like th- 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 thumbed yeah. through the
2: books and it's memorized it. It's the Evelyn
1: Wood speed reading
0: course where
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. you just
1: wave their hand on the page. <laughs> so we've killed a lot of time, and we've taken away some of the. really... <laughs>
2: Know, all the, the meat the of this thing, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's gone, but we we still have uh, we have several minutes left, so <laughs> we we are gonna do a, a great. I just want to introduce you. We won't introduce you again uh, like that, but but we uh, we're gonna do a neat series. We're gonna do a series of three shows. You need to listen to all three of them. Uh, and this first one, we're basically talking about Tolkien. And we're talking, about, and this one's gonna be called Tolkien on Attachment and Evil. So we're definitely going to that sort of spiritual side of Tolkien, right? And a lot of people. Who may not even even seen the movie, The Lord of the Rings or the the their trilogy, might think like, well, that's not not really for me. But it's really fascinating. It's really my favorite uh, modern trilogy.
0: Well, a lot, a lot of people have turned to, to Catholicism because of Tolkien, or have become open to Catholicism because of Tolkien, uh, and, and you know, some people start reading it just because they, it's an exciting fantasy adventure, and then they realize there's actually a lot of philosophical depth and spiritual depth to these books. Yes, which, yes. Which,
2: which he denied that he put in there, but I don't, I'm sorry, they're in there, because he was a devout Catholic, right? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. So, but,
1: but at the same time, you know, him denying us, he's just playing with us. He's <laughs> passed on now. You know? Right. But I think that was just like, oh, not me. Me? Would I put that in there?
2: Right. Uh, yeah.
1: But honestly, uh, you can't watch these things without thinking, you know, elven bread. Hmm.
2: Could, oh, yeah. Could that
1: be the Eucharist? You know, it's just, there's just these connections that are profound.
0: Well, and also, he, uh, some are trying to open his cause for canonization. You know, as to whether that'll go anywhere, who knows? But, you know, by the fruits you shall know them. At the end of the day, if, if 100 or 200 years after his death, People are turning to Catholicism because of their love of his books. You know that says yeah. a lot about uh, you know how God has used his work and the lives of others. However, I didn't know that yeah, yeah, that's the, interesting. The,
1: yeah, the Vatican did make an initial ruling and they denied it just because he's got an extra initial. J R R, saying the J-R-R <laughs>
0: Same jar. yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> so it, It's just it's hard. A, to that's do. a mouthful. No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. The, the, well, they're also doing Jar Jar Binks. I think is <laughs> another cause. But look, let's talk about this because we're. This is going to be. we're going to go kind of deep into into Tolkien and so hopefully the Lord of the Rings fans will kind of like this hopefully Um, yeah hopefully and even those who are not necessarily Lord of the Rings fans, we'll start to watch that series just to kind of see some of these things. So we'll be talking about some of the characters and uh, folks and the uh, situations that happen in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but uh, let's, well, let's just... And we're, and, let's, and we're
2: dealing in spoilers. We should, you know, let's be fair here. Well, that's
1: right. We also were the initial spoilers for uh, Gone with the Wind. So we, <laughs> we told what happened there, and people got really upset with us. So we're up front, we're telling you to turn off the show if you don't want to see it here. <laughs> a spoiler. Although
0: I do want to build off one thing that you just Said Because we have a lot of parents and grandparents in Radioland who maybe are like, oh, this show isn't for me. I've never seen The Lord of the Rings. I don't know anything about that movie. Well, guess what? If you haven't seen them, but you've got kids or you've got grandkids who might be interested in watching them with you, and maybe you're having trouble relating to them about Catholicism and discussing your faith with them— you could perhaps use this series of episodes as a roadmap to where you can watch these Tolkien films through a Catholic lens and then invite your kids and your grandkids, your niece, your nephew to watch those films or read those books in them in the same way. So there could be great fruitfulness for everybody, regardless of whether you've we've read the books or you've seen the movies.
1: And plus, you know, where else are you gonna get like a Hobbit getting his finger bitten off? I mean, that's just like <laughs> let's be honest, there's some good stuff in here. Speaking of which, if we're talking about Tolkien on, the, on attachment and evil, and this is a big problem in the world today, just spiritually talking about people being attached uh, to um, uh, material things, to uh, things that are essentially spiritually damaging to us. We get attached to evil, right? And evil enters our lives and we don't just walk past it. Uh, but uh, th- but this is one of the things that's like kind of first on our list to talk about.
0: Well, anything can become an attachment. Saint John that's of the right. Cross says that uh, an attachment is anything that you don't think you can live without, and in- including your own life.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're exactly of- <laughs> right. And also, I would say that uh, uh, you know anything that leads you away from God is a bad thing. Oh yeah yeah. Right. So when you get attached to certain things in the world. It's like, that's not good. When those things become essentially a small g god to you, it becomes problematic. Well, and
0: this first point that we have here is actually a point that Joe initially raised in our conversations about Frodo's In We're going to jump to the end of the last book. First spoiler. (laughs) First spoiler that, you know, Frodo, he's been carrying this ring for three books or three movies, and his job has been to carry this burden of evil To this place in Mordor to to destroy this ring, right? Right. Which is essentially the plot
1: of the entire
0: trilogy. Of the entire trilogy, and he finally gets there, and there's an inability of Frodo. Once he gets there, there's an inability for him to release the ring at the end of this quest. And, Joe, you brought up that this is really a perfect metaphor for how our our attachment to certain sins works in our life. I'd love to hear what your thoughts Uh, are.
2: Well, yeah, that that part of... uh, of the trilogy really spoke to me because I, when he's when he's holding the ring, the ring. I mean, it's a ring of power. It's you know, it's it's, and in fact, somebody could make the argument that maybe it's not all bad. Maybe if I use this power for good or something, and you can twist it all around in your head. Yeah. And when the moment comes when you have to release it, like you know, it's like uh, people that maybe uh, are afraid to go to confession or yeah. something like. Well, then then I have to stop doing this thing that I'm, you know that I don't want to stop doing or I've whatever. Got, I've grown
1: accustomed to this. I like having the power. Or it's a
2: yeah. part of who I am. Yeah. Right. Or well, right. I can't live yeah. without it. That's it's an attachment. Of, yeah. And, and at the moment, he he can't do it without his friend, Sam, who helps him. You know. Event- yeah. Well, actually, is it Sam or Golem? <laughs> Eventually, he could say Golem basically makes it impossible for him to not do it. So I don't know. It's, well, so, well, it's go- interesting. He sort of failed at his quest at the very end, but...
0: Well, you bring up a good point with Gollum, though, right? So Gollum takes us to an extreme understanding of the toll that attachment uh, can take upon our lives. You know, his battle with the ring, that's our battle, uh, you know, and, and, you know, that's our battle with when we are battling with our own attachments, right? And the pathetic state that he's brought to that's that shows us that should inform us uh as to our own pathetic state when we order our lives around attachments to sin when when he's sitting there oh you know uh he's having these inner conflicts about whether or not to to conspire against frodo master and take the ring and stuff like that all the time we're sitting here we're conspiring against master god god's holding out on us oh if he really loved us he would let us have that or do this thing and i i really think i'm entitled to do this so i'm gonna do this and so a lot of times we're not in touch with how kind of pathetic that really is but god it sees us in that state and he still loves us and he desires to bring us to the yeah. fullness of virtue but we sometimes have to look at gollum and allow that to be an eye-opener on us if we're just pointing at gollum and saying like oh, thank God I'm not like that guy Then we're right. kind of missing the whole point right yeah
1: yeah I, and I think uh, Gollum is also someone who demonstrates to us that you said the extremes but really what what will we do to get this ring we'll do anything mm-hmm. I mean and to the point where he's uh, he, he essentially has sort of two personalities right the whole time and, it, and the, right. and then he's he's conniving and he's he's working Frodo against Samwise Ganji you know he's like you, you you see him playing both sides, uh, you know, and it's like he's he's manipulative, uh, he lies, uh, and then willing to kill, right. right? And it starts that way with him killing his friend who found the ring or was fighting him for it at the very Deagle, beginning. Deagle, I think it's his brother, Deagle. if I'm not mistaken. Is that his brother?
0: Or his brother or a close relative. I think he's I uh, I don't is that spelled out exactly?
2: You know, when they were fishing, gosh, Yeah, you're making yeah. Me, I, I don't remember. I didn't know that was his brother. That's pretty low down, but... uh. (laughs) But even
1: so, I guess, again, it's like Gollum is extreme of what will happen when we're attached to something to the degree that we're willing to destroy everything else in our life. And think about in that scene where he's in the river uh, fishing with his whoever it is, Deagle, and and, um, and essentially what he looked like as a human being. And then by the time we get... Right, yeah. right. Then yeah. by the time we get, he's physically transformed. Yeah, right? right. And you think about people that have drug addictions, severe alcohol addictions, and what happens to their physical bodies, as well as everything that happens in their lives, that gets destroyed. Whatever relationships, I would imagine that Gollum, you know, or Schmeagel, you know, whatever family relationship he had was like, he, he just got rid of all that. He yeah. cut it out in search and, and holding on to that ring.
0: My, my recollection is he was ostracized for being a murderer. And people uh, in the in his community, which is, it was sort of a hobbit community. It was a river people that were sort of distant relatives of the hobbits, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And they were, uh, <laughs> he was... Uh, Basically, he was ostracized for being a murderer, and he just. But that didn't really. At the end of the day, he just. He was with his ring. He had his precious. He had what he wanted. You know, at the end of the day, and that's that's what he ordered his life around.
2: But but don't all of us have something in our life that's disordered? It's it's. It, we have a disordered attachment mm-hmm. to some. It could be listening to music, eighteen hours a day. It could be food. It could be drugs. It could be anything. But it's. uh and I feel like that's what it represents to me. That 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 whole thing of Frodo not being able to let go I, is very relatable, I think, to everybody.
1: Yeah, we all we have all fallen right in that way, and because of our human frailty, it's really easy to fall. You know, I gave uh, I gave um, Sam here a billion dollars in one dollar <laughs> bills, non-sequential, uh, and he won't give them
0: back. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that. I, I saw a meme on uh, on uh, on social media once. It said. Uh, Give me a bag of money. Give me a bag of $10,000 and leave it with me. When you get back, uh, all of it will be there. But if you leave me with an open bag of peanut M&Ms, that's your mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, peanut M&Ms. Big fan. So, so here's something that was, that's interesting is because, you know, Frodo the ring does end up getting destroyed and it's not ultimately because of the you know Frodo he relents Gollum's not trying to destroy the ring at that point either he bites Frodo's finger off within the movie the wrestling within the books it's actually God uh causes Gollum to trip once it's in his hand and so that's an interesting point too because it shows us that God has a plan that takes our sins into account, and He can make use of us and use of, make use of our mistakes, even as we're choosing sin. That doesn't God's bigger than all of that, and He has a perfect plan that takes all of it into account. And God is gonna win. He already has one. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> it, it's funny because as you're saying that, I was thinking of um, I was thinking of the Israelites when when Moses you know leads them out, and and, and so Frodo in in a. You know, I would like to think Frodo walks in there. He climbs up to Mount Doom and he just heroically throws the ring in, which doesn't happen at well, all. Well, that's what's what
1: we think is going to happen. Yeah. That's, that's right.
2: what I want because he's my hero. But right. then again, <laughs> um, th- I think of the Israelites. They got let out of uh, they get let out of bondage. They get you know that God shows them all of these miracles, and yet. It's almost like kicking and scream. You know, they they're they drug kicking and screaming to Jerusalem. How many? What forty? How many generations did it take before they finally just, right? You know, and and Moses- God had His plan, but it wasn't because of our. Goodness and Moses or didn't
1: make it into the promised right.
2: land. Right. Well that
0: makes it that makes the the, the, the ancient Israel it's relatable to us, you right. know, as we struggle through the desert and it's minor they were they were wandering for 40 years in the desert. right? It's a, a journey that takes like it's very short actually. You know, it wouldn't have taken 40 years no. but for the confusion they sort of invited upon themselves through their brokenness. Right. You yeah. know, it, another another thing that comes to mind is the the army of the dead because, you know, their failure led to a curse. And that curse becomes Middle Earth's blessing. Had they not been cursed and waiting in the wings to be unleashed to uh, uh, by uh, Aragorn, you know, in the, in the return of the king, then, um, you know, it was by their failing and their curse that Middle Earth is ultimately blessed. Because they were, if you had to point to one thing that was most important in turning the tide of that battle, you
2: have to say the army of the dead made a huge difference there. Yeah, they kind of... Took care of business in about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: That was a really cool. They scene even took course. down the elephants and
2: everything. So yeah, yeah, the
1: whole the whole whole thing was gone uh, when they rushed out. I think they were eager to get out of captivity. What? Well, <laughs> but at the same time, it was awesome. And you can look at that and go, um, you know, if God had just not created the ring of power, not allowed it, yeah. right. If He had done that, or it would have saved all this trouble. But but the reality is, even though there's a bunch of people that that have failings challenges temptations addictions problems there's always some kind of good that god can take that bad right and turn it into good and use it for good
0: we see that with the palantir with pip you know i mean at the end of the day he's he's got this obsessive curiosity the is the crystal ball the crystal thing, thing. you're of course you're not supposed to look in it and he knows that if you look in it that uh, Sauron is going to see you and see where you are. So that's, it's not only Pippen wrong. Don't it's not
1: look in the crystal ball. <laughs> you fool of a
0: took, you know, like it's 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 not, it's just stupid to do it, right? But he's drawn to do it. He must do it. And, but in the end, he's able to give important information that points to, you know, where the final battles are going to happen and where they need to go ahead and set up forces. And so God uses it, right, so to
2: speak. He <laughs> writes straight with crooked lines. Right. Yeah, yeah. A- <laughs> amen.
1: And, uh, I, I, and and again, making it relatable to us today, we we tell ourselves this is going to be bad. We, we know that it's going to be bad. We even know the penalty and the problems and the issues. Right, so when people say I'm not going to get addicted to this I'm not going to do this I'm going to be able to stop anytime I want we convince ourselves of all kinds of things or something as simple as like I'm not going to look at that accident I'm not going to I'm looking at the accident I'm looking I can't help it I've got I'm drawn to
0: that right we get blinded
1: yeah well see there's the blinding thing that happens when you when you do that over and over again there there's literally a veil over your over your whole body
0: well Denethor is a great example of that blindedness right because at the end when he's ready to like kill he's ready to like let Right. Faramir on fire when he's at, he, what is he bemoaning? It's the end of my line. We'll get Faramir's alive on the funeral pyre, but he can't even see he that he's, because he's blinded to reality. Yes, and he's blinded to the fact that he's the one who sent Faramir out there, and he's the one who sent him out there because he was his obsession with Boromir blinded him to the fact that he has another son who's worthy of dignity and love. You know what right. I mean? So yeah, that
2: guy was a jerk. I <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. and,
0: and he did not know how to eat tomatoes properly. I'm just going to say Oh, it. yeah. Okay,
1: that was an uncomfortable <laughs> eating scene. I, that's a pet peeve of mine. I mean, he was like... You know, oh, it, was yeah. a, it was a nasty, slobbery mess. I, I
0: heard that Chef Boyardee, uh, you know, officially have they they're rejecting Denethor as being a. Uh, well, I
1: heard they were a sponsor <laughs> actually. I think they were a sponsor of Lord of the Rings. But but the that, that whole idea of being blinded, yes, uh, that that's important for us to understand. Again, making this kind of like for our time and right now when we When we regularly participate in certain sins, it's even if we're sitting there saying to ourselves, "I can stop any time right right How many people have told themselves they can stop smoking? how many people have told themselves they can stop drinking? they put the drink down any anytime they want and yet we continue to go on and then things happen in this, in steps all these things around us are affected. we lose our job, we lose our family, we lose all of our money and 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 then we become emaciated and just all the problems that happen, but it happens like a step at a time you don't Get to see a picture of yourself. This is what you'll look like in ten years.
0: Well, look at Boromir when Boromir tried to take the ring from Frodo. He probably thought he was doing good, not just for men, but for everybody, because he saw this little pipsqueak.
2: You know what I mean? Sure. He tells himself, "Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because uh, I don't know. It's it, it it's it's very seductive, though. Yeah, everybody could sort of justify their own their own use of this ring, right? And we we justify, you know, yeah." It, our worldly, att- I really just look at the ring as just our worldly attachments and worldly power versus spiritual power. And if we elevate the spiritual, you know, if we elevate the worldly attachments, then we're going to get into trouble. But Joe,
1: so. if the Lord would just let me win the one billion dollar lottery, <laughs> I mean, if the Lord would let me do that then I think I would
0: be able to I would be able to use that money for good. Well, yeah. well here's the thing. So the ring like technically it represents that sort of a desire for control, right? It's a path if you have the ring, so Sauron wants to use the ring because it control. he tells all of the other, you know, the men, the elves and stuff, he gives them rings and says, oh, by these rings, you're going to be able to control your people, right? And right. he didn't tell them, but I have this ring that I've put myself into, and by this ring, I rule your rings. By ruling your rings, I rule everybody. So it's all about power and control. And so when you're desiring this ring, there's a desire for power, there's a desire for control. And ironically, that desire for power, that desire for control takes power takes control over us by our very nature and at the end of the day you know we have a god who's big (laughs) unfathomably big and he sees everything and he's made the choice to not take control over us to not exercise power over us as a means of loving us and so there's a reversal of that love of god when we're trying to grasp for ourselves and say ah but i bet i can wield this power better than you can god (laughs) right
1: yeah yeah and um the The only thing that 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 Sauron didn 't know though, yeah, is that like they gave out free rings in all the deluxe four k versions of the <laughs> you, know, you get a get a free ring, so there's like literally millions of these rings now, so he can 't collect them all but but all that I said, you know. What, what what happens when we finally get a hold of the thing that we desire, that we think we desire. Yeah. Right? that we, we get the ring of power, or whatever it is in your life, we, we get it we hold it. What we realize is is it's actually taking control of us. Yeah. Right? And that to hold that ring is is like when uh, uh, Galadriel says to to carry a ring of power is to be alone. It essentially that, that ring doesn't give you everything, it isolates you and puts you on a little island.
2: To me, that's one of the that's one of my favorite phrases in the whole in the whole trilogy. And um, I would say that it's a bookend to, uh, between that and the very end of the um, the trilogy when when Frodo's supposed to throw it in. Because I'm I'm thinking uh, all of us have that to carry mm-hmm. the ring of powers to be to, to carry the ability to to do good or evil is to be alone. You know, I mean, all of us. We we try to instill things in our we try to instill morals in our kids, but at the end of the day, they're going to go out into the world on their own and, and battle. So, so
1: it get, it get it gives us a lot to think about uh, the the Lord of the Rings trilogy, especially when it comes to attachment and evil. And and Sam, I loved your idea of connecting with young people. If you haven't seen these movies. Watch them first. They may be depending on on the age of the child, how violent, yeah.
2: you know, a little bit of violence.
1: There's a well, there's a lot of blue yeah. blood. We'll just say it that way. And <laughs> and so the thing is, at the end of the day, uh, this is a way to connect, and it and to watch it is to watch the possibility of attachment. What it what it's like, it's like being able to sit back and and look at something like hmm, I need to pay careful attention to my own life what am i attached to what do i think is the grand prize at the end of this and is it supernatural and is it god and is it is, is heaven is that what i'm aiming for or do i want some kind of temporal you know power authority wealth or whatever it is that i'm attached to we all need to pay attention to that all of us do uh and this this uh series of movies is a wonderful way to To examine in our own lives, to be able to step back and look and imagine you as one of those characters, right? You know, what would you do, right? And and we it's easy for us to say like, oh, I don't think I'd want that ring. It's like I don't know.
0: That's true. You know, look
1: at your life. What is the ring for you, right? Right. What is what is drawing you? And if and and who's whispering in your ear saying, if you only had that, right? Right. If you only had that, then certainly uh, you'd have everything you ever wanted. And so far in my life none of that's ever been true <laughs> uh, except except for a relationship with Jesus Christ. So all these things are what we need to keep in mind. Joe, thank you, and we got two more shows that you need to, to listen for. It's gonna be awesome. Thanks for being Looking here, Joe. Looking forward to it. All right, well, we've consecrated this show to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Let's pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. death, amen.
0: Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe.